Okay, so here we are today talking to Starling about his time in jail. He uh, was arrested numerous times and, yeah, went to jail. Hi, Starling. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, nice to have you back. Um, so, yeah, uh, we watched you get taken away, so you... Uh, you pled guilty. Tell us, tell us about the, the. Well, I guess it's not a, it's not considered a trial if it's a if you plead guilty. It's a sentencing hearing, right? Yes, that's okay. correct. Um, yeah, essentially, just the evidence is shown. Um, the crown uh, bores everyone with stuff that's actually pretty interesting somehow. And yeah, I thankfully got to say my two cents as well. The judge was quite uh, sympathetic, actually. But uh, still, still sent me on my way to jail. <laughs> well, he'd, and he almost actually gave you extra because yeah. uh, our friend Ellen Lino, the Crown prosecutor, had made a mistake when she was cutting and pasting, um, and she cut and pasted from somebody else's uh, what um, sentencing. Yeah, is it a proposal or sentencing yeah. hearing? She cut and pasted their theirs and put it on yours, and it had said <laughs> that they were only asking for for twelve days because you'd served two, and, uh, and that was in your defense's document. <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't true, <laughs> and, and everyone in the court had a good laugh about that. Yeah, and so uh, she said she cut and pasted and made an error, and so the judge said, "Well, we'll just delete that then, and you could just." So I thought he could have at least, at least if he really was sympathetic, at least he could have said, well, we're going to, it's a legal document. Yeah, yeah, because I was told the night before I was getting 12 days, and then, and then all of a sudden it became 14 because of her stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lack of attention to, to detail. It's almost yeah. like, it's, it's, it's bizarre to me when, you know, you're dealing with a, a young man in your courtroom um, who has committed crimes of conscience, like, you know, his, yeah. his civil disobedience because he really believes this is his best chance at a livable future. And you're just freaking cutting and pasting. You can't even type in yeah. the actual number of days of, days sentence. It's, yeah, shocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you're guilty. The judge, even though he had a nice, sympathetic-looking face... Uh, gave you exactly what the crown wanted, plus plus a couple extra days for the cut and paste error, and uh, yeah, then they put you in handcuffs. And then what happens? Tell me what happens. Yeah, they uh, led me downstairs. Uh, I had a little conversation with one of the jail staff. They they were very impressed uh, the the turnout, <laughs> so we were joking about that. And then yeah, they they searched me. They, and I was put in a cell for a little while, uh, and actually several guards came up and asked me if it was worth doing, <laughs> which they thought, they were very curious, and like, oh, isn't blocking roads going to piss more people off? They didn't have, you know, that unique, uh, very unique perspectives right. about it, but they were curious, which was interesting, and so yeah, I went to one cell, stayed there for a little while, then another cell, both of them like windowless little hellscapes and then um, thankfully I was late in the afternoon so I was transported after only about 45 minutes or so in those cells right and yeah they take you in a little transport vehicle similar to the wagons that you get arrested in so where were the other cells oh there's just tons in the basement of the of the courtroom there there's maybe like I don't know I saw maybe 20 or so 
in there while I was yeah walking around right. to my cell. Um, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't a great place. Uh, there was definitely some screaming from other inmates. It was there was still food garbage in my cell when I arrived. Really? And yeah. Like wasn't they, that break COVID protocol? Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> or or monkeypox protocol or whatever yeah. pandemic we're, yeah. we're currently in. Oh, there was old food in your cell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like Subway or something. Oh. From, yeah, someone else, I guess, was in there. Wow. Yeah, and then you're just in there. It's a one single room, and it, it had two benches and a crappy toilet with no seat and a sink with, like, push-button uh, things to turn it on <laughs> that right. was it that was it yeah okay. and a camera <laughs> oh and a camera yeah oh um, oh yeah okay do all cells have cameras not all of them no. the first one they put me in didn't but the second one did mm. but yeah thankfully my one at at the place i st- spent my most time at didn't have right. one right okay <laughs> so nice. you're doing the, the cell shuffle yeah <laughs> yeah were you scared um, no, I, I felt pretty at ease. I knew what to expect because I had read a lot of accounts at this point. Um, yeah, it, it, there were just like certain unsettling moments, like when you could hear other inmates suffering. That was the hardest part, probably. Right. But other than that, it was, you know, felt the usual dehumanization of these cells and right. feeling like, like a pet, really, or like a, yeah. You don't really, yeah, like you don't know when you're going to go or anything is going to happen. You just, you just sit there and exist until it does. Uh, One of the, uh, it was interesting, um, like one of the first guys that I met who were one of the other inmates when we got transported to the, to North Fraser pretrial. Yeah. The first guy I met was, well, they put, put us in like leg shackles as if we were going (laughs) to run away and it worked because those things just dig into your ankles more than anything. Really? Yeah. Like you can't, you have to like walk on your tippy toes almost. It hurts. And and then. Terrible for the Achilles. Yeah, seriously. And so we were talking and he was teaching me about the phone and everything and how to use it. He was super nice. And. And then at one point he he elected to say where, why he was there and like how long he was in. And he said he just pled guilty to 15 years in prison. Wow. And for yeah, he, to, he said for guns and violence and stuff. And, right. But holy crap, did that make me thankful for my 14 day sentence? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he was super nice, very nice guy. He was very reassuring. He's like, no one's gonna hurt you here. They're all pretty uh, tame and everyone's you know wants to get out of here sooner rather than later right. and if they're mean to people and uh they won't be so right okay so that's nice, nice. yeah that's really nice because you didn't go in with a jail friend a lot of uh, a lot <laughs> yeah. of our people before have been sentenced and gone with with yeah. others it's a, probably a lot different experience by yourself totally yeah, yeah. Um, will he stay in fraser petrol um yeah. i think he will start there but uh, for long-term ones, apparently, you go to this other one that's uh, just Fraser Jail or something, Fraser Prison, something like right. that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is just kind of, yeah, mostly people in remand there. 
Right. Uh, yeah. For one so people who haven't been judged guilty yet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they said that jail is for yeah. the people who are still innocent. Yeah. <laughs> and you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and drugs guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was always funny. They would always say to me, like, what are you doing here? You look way too nice to be here. <laughs> like, they had, no one asked anyone else what they were in for, right. except for me. They were all like, there's no way. What are you doing here? You, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. You, Right. Like, I don't even know what you did, but you look way too nice to be yeah, in here. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you got asked. Yeah. You got asked the forbidden question. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. You know, like people that that's, uh, I think, you know, that's a, one of the best ways to, to, to spread the word is by being a nice fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told them and most of them were supportive and thought it was really cool. Some of them had actually heard of Save Old Growth as oh, well. Awesome. <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I know them. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. Well, an- another reason why general deterrence doesn't necessarily work because, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, e- you know, people may, may start to do some recruiting in jail or yeah. at least like, you know, if you have enough people in there who've committed civil disobedience, then they may not know each other from the street. So yeah. you know, they can they can trade stories. Um, OK, so what's life like in jail? It was uh, pretty boring. <laughs> um, I've been describing it most as like a really uh, just a crappy meditation retreat. like I did a ton of meditation a ton of yoga because you kind of have to you're kind of just in there with your thoughts for 23 hours a day in one small two meter by four meter room and it yeah I could certainly see how for a lot of people it would be it wouldn't be very therapeutic it would be quite tough right but um yeah I was thankful that I was able to that I was quite practiced yeah, uh, in meditation and yoga. Well, and also you had a place yeah. to go when you got out because I can imagine if yeah. you were put in jail for two weeks or three weeks, and you had a minimum wage job, mm. or you had children um, that you didn't have a partner helping you support. If you like, you're probably like, "What the hell am I going to do when I get out of jail now?" Right? Totally. Like, it's if you take two weeks income away from most people, it's you know they don't have the support system to recover after. Yeah, 100%. Then you have to do crime. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have money or any way of getting money. You're going to have to steal money or sell drugs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is like seems to be from being in court. um, One of the one of the top two or three reasons people are in the court system. Oh, yeah. It's, It's crazy that we're not just finding a way to provide drugs <laughs> so that people don't have to, you know, imagine all the, all the salaries that we would no longer have to pay. Right. Yeah. I, yeah there were several people in there for drug possession. Yeah. Um, from what I heard, um, a possession but, or like, oh, I guess possession for the intent to sell or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Or one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was, it, it, it was so silly. Like they tell me that I don't need to be in there. I tell them right back, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing like, here? Yeah. You shouldn't be here either. Yeah. You yeah. don't see any doctor. Well, actually you do. So, you know, we'd have oh. put a few doctors in jail now, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you don't see pharmaceutical companies in there who are getting people hooked on, 
Oxycontin, uh, oh. Oxycontin, right? Like, the, the, were there any were there any drug company people in there? Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> they would at least give people um, if they were coming off something, they would give them small doses of things right. in the evenings. So they needed to make sure, yeah, on your intake, because I mean, yeah, that could really be bad if the withdrawal symptoms could be a lot worse than just simply giving them a small amount of the drug. Yeah. Which is, yeah, yeah like it's like they're almost getting the logic of, right. of safe supply, but like not <laughs> you can only quite. get safe supply yeah. when you're in jail. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's so silly. Yeah, yeah, no, it's but, it, it's crazy. But yeah, like. Uh, there were the two things that yeah really took me aback was the, the complete just kindness from the other inmates. Um, all all of the ones in my cohort there are like there are about seven of us in mm-hmm. each set uh, within the cell block of twenty people, so three groups, and you just stay stuck with those people that you came in with due to COVID. Right. And then once you pass those first eight days, then you were released into the bigger. The gen pop. Yeah, basically the gen <laughs> pop. And um, and so, yeah, all those people in mine were delightful. They were so nice. They were, like, teaching me how to, like, uh, shoot hoops better. Right? <laughs> I'm pretty bad at basketball <laughs> despite my height. And then, <laughs> and one guy um, was trying to, because he knew I didn't have a TV, so he was asking the guards trying to get a TV for me. <laughs> he was so kind. <laughs> so sweet. That guy's thinking too much over there. Get him a TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when I finally did get my TV on day six, they all congratulated Aww. me. They were so happy for me. They're like, like oh, I saw it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're all fist bumping me. They're like, yeah, you're Oh, I'm that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were really, that is one thing. And then, yeah, but the guards, it, when it came to the guards, it was very hit and miss. So, like, uh, some of them were incredibly indifferent and to the point of like negligence, right? And and borderline abuse. Like, there, I didn't see any like obvious like things you see in the movie where they're like beating people or anything right. like that. But yeah, for instance, for me, for the first four days, I had a clogged toilet, and um. you don't you live next to that toilet. <laughs> like it's one small room. You have to eat, you have to sleep and you had to use it and you had to use it and it kind of worked, but not really. And then they gave me something to try and unclog it on day one. When I first oh, yeah, asked, you got the giant snake. Yeah. I got the snake and it kind of worked, but not really. And then I kept asking, I asked about five different guards and, um, some of them came back to me and were like, Oh, I can't, um, I can't move you to a cell cause it's not clean. Um, like, well, this one's not clean. Yeah, this oh. one's disgusting. And so the only thing they do <laughs> when they... Clean. Cl- I've just snaked the yeah. toilet. I can't clean it. Give me some cleaning supplies. Yeah. I'll clean it. Literally, I offered that to two of and them. And yours wasn't clean when you got it? No, no it was... It was gross, yeah. And I offered to clean it, and they said, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And I can't let you do that. I'm like, fuck. And so by, by the third day, I'd given up asking, and yeah. I just accepted my fate until finally... Day four, I had some a guard with humanity who said, "Like, dude, flush your toilet." I can't. I said, <laughs> and so I told him I just gave up asking because it's clogged. And yeah. he's like, "Oh, okay, I'll move you." And then did it immediately. So all of so those other guys could have just moved you. Totally could have if they had done just oh, I don't know them. the barest minimum, uh, like, and 
Yeah, some of them showed some real humanity because they yeah. none of them. It, it was apparent none of them had to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, it's it's absurd, and they they knew I didn't belong. And like a few, one of them also came up to me and told me to like to be more guarded. And she was looking out for me and told me to also put in a request to go to the work unit as well. And so. There are, it, it was strange, yeah. You have told a you full to be more spectrum. guarded? Yeah, just kind of be more careful with the other inmates. Not, oh, not. They have the nice people? <laughs> yeah, like not be, don't tell them any information because, you know, they're criminals and stuff like that. Right. I mean, like she's obviously, you know, pretty scared of them. But I mean, right. it's not terrible advice. Is Yeah. Don't want to tell them everything. But yeah, yeah well, it, you, you it was. Were, I'm sure you weren't giving everybody your home no, address and phone number and like, <laughs> come over me and my, you know. Yeah. <laughs> me, and my, me and my roommate live there alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they're definitely it, it's interesting to see from their perspective kind of how afraid they are of us. <laughs> it, yeah. How she was kind of clearly afraid of us. Right. Well, not you. Not me though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of like you're on my side and we got to be afraid of them and you're yeah. like but the only people who have been really horrible to me are you guys yeah. like the guards yeah seriously <laughs> all the inmates have been delightful well there's nothing they could do really like what are they gonna do break it to yourself yeah i don't know you tell me <laughs> it doesn't seem like they're the shiving type <laughs> no no <laughs> okay so you got you clogged toilet you got it you got into a new cell you uh got better at basketball <laughs> Um, you did some writing. What'd you write about? Oh yeah, I I wrote a ton about just kind of the day to day as uh, happenings, as well as a ton of advice for people going forward. Stuff that I wish I knew, right. and even just yeah, little things like asking for a pen and paper makes right. a huge difference because it, it's weird in there. They there's so many freedoms and allowances that you can have if you know to ask for them right including like how i got the tv how uh, yeah because yeah. at one point i told yeah one of my inmates that you can just ask for a pen and paper he's like what no one told me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and that's again like our you know our privilege that we've been afforded the you know yeah. the privilege of being able to talk to people who have been in in prison you know no to look up the stories and figure all this stuff out. Totally. You know, otherwise you don't even get pen and paper. You just, I find it really funny that you can get pen and paper, but you can't get an unclogged toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I feel like it's the amount of effort needed on the, yeah. on the officer's Yeah, if they side. have it in their pocket, because yeah. otherwise they probably had to fill out some paperwork and stuff to move you. Oh, yeah. And you might yeah. have to go to a new cohort. And, yeah. You know, yeah. It'd be very inconvenient. Yeah. What else happened in there? Anything else happened in there? Oh, there's, yeah. It seems like I, I forget half of what happened in there. Right. It was just... Yeah, it was simultaneously yeah, a blur and a drag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but restful. Yes, because you yes. had been going through some really stressful times yeah. um, before you went in, and you know the 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 overwork that a lot of people who are doing this kind of work, um, the burnout that was happening. Yeah, yeah, I had never 
burned out harder than I ever had, like, than I did maybe a month before I went in. Right. From, yeah, just an unhealthy work ethic. <laughs> yeah. That's able growth. I was not taking enough days off or any days off, really. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it all kind of culminated after five months of doing that. Yeah. And so it was, I, I'm thankful that I did, I was able to recover and it was yeah. helpful actually in jail. I slept a lot because yeah. there's nothing to there's do. There's nothing else to do. And so, um, yeah, I slept about 11 hours a day and that was helpful <laughs> for, yeah. for that burnout. And we had, yeah, the, the meal times are really strange. So I, I had my naps around them. So <laughs> The, naps. Yeah. <laughs> so I wake up at 8.30, be woken up because it's breakfast. And they would, because they just open the door and just drop it in the sink or something or put it on the table. Oh, you don't go to a cafeteria? No, no. They just drop it in there and you don't even get to leave yet. So we got like one hour of outside time um, each day. But I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. Um, but yeah. The meal times were ridiculous. So eight thirty, you eat your. I, I'd eat my breakfast, and then go to sleep until lunch, which is at ten thirty. <laughs> and then sorry, breakfast is eight thirty and lunch is at ten thirty. Yes, it's ridiculous. Except for Sundays, they're moved forward like a couple hours, but uh, every other day, yes, eight thirty, ten thirty, and then and, and then have another nap and then get up at like yeah noon or one and then lunch is at 4 30 <laughs> I felt like I was in a nursing home <laughs> like, and then but the thing is is that they don't give you a lot of food right they it, it's like just barely enough for me but a lot of people it was not enough um and because so I had to ration it for the rest of the day because most of when I'm awake is from is after dinner. And so, yeah, they give you like three slices of bread with each meal. So I'd have to save those up for after dinner and just wait until I'm, I'm checking the clock. And, oh, it's 730. OK, I can have another piece of bread. <laughs> it was ridiculous. At least they give you some peanut butter and jam to go on it. But. Um, that was it. A huge portion of my meals were bread, and otherwise they were pretty mediocre. Right. <laughs> like they were mostly just muffins and cereal for breakfast, and various. The lunches were usually the worst. They were like a crappy coleslaw with maybe a hot dog or something. I tried. I decided to opt for the meat option just because I'd seen so many vegetarian options. I wanted to see what the meat options were like and. That's they weird. weren't great either. No, <laughs> yeah, uh, <no. laughs> but I, I feel like you get a little more with right. meat. Yeah, because um, a lot of times they're just like, okay, just eat the bun or something. Yeah, yeah, some actual <laughs> calories. Yeah, yeah. But it was very bland, but um, for the most part. Um, so I was really craving hot sauce when I came out. Yeah, any <laughs> yeah. taste. Yeah. Yeah. No it's, kidding. It really was like nursing home food. Like my mom worked in a nursing home, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it felt the exact same thing same way right yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah we, one hour of outdoor time a day yeah. do you know that um, so i did look up the definition of torture the criteria for torture and you're sup <laughs> really? you're supposed to have two hours oh my. for every 24 hour period 
Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. No, we never got in the, two hours. In one of the previous um, podcasts with Zane, he said they got two out, only got two hours of outdoor. And I looked it up and said, it's, you need to like, uh, torture is when you have less than two hours in a 24 hour period mm-hmm. outside of a small room with no windows. Um, so one hour. Yes. It yeah. Was, they're tor- so they're torturing people. Oh yeah. yeah we got, cause it, it's because of the three cohort thing. So we can only go out with our cohort for outside time. And so normally once, once we're in the general population, we'd get like three or four hours, I think. Right. But since they have to divide that among three cohorts, now that leaves like an hour per cohort, essentially. So that's what we were doing. And yeah, and you've got to do everything. It's not like you can go just hang out. That means you also shower at that time. You also make any phone call at that time so it it really cuts into everything in your one hour a day you have to make your phone call yeah that's the only time because it's in the common area all the phones it's so interesting because i'm a teacher and there are basically no COVID protocols in a school of 1500 people wow (laughs) so they're they could just eat wherever whatever that they want so i don't understand why there are such strict COVID. it's probably because it made things easier for the system yeah because they won't have any disagreements in the in the yard and it's just easier when people are in their cell oh totally yeah but it's torture it it is yeah it totally is torture i mean there are plenty of people who are not doing well and i yeah i wish i could have done something but yeah the people who would freak out and like scream in their cells it was always directed at the guards like there was never any inmates right mad at the other inmates but yeah i don't know i would kind of it 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 was pretty hard to see that honestly (laughs) yeah Yeah. no it's yeah i people are suffering (laughs) and we're, you know, because most people never see it, they, they, they don't even have to think about it. Like I had no idea even six months ago, what was going on in our Cordova street jail, what's going on, what's like, what, what people who have been convicted and most egregiously what people who haven't been convicted are being treated like like people in jail getting only one hour of outside time a day because they're on remand because they don't have money for bail and their hearing might be three months away yeah yeah it's it is crazy i it's wild coming back out now after having been through that and yeah just seeing people completely not knowing about this yeah just living their normal lives and yeah. it's it, it's it's very strange and dystopian to see all how we can have such a contrast within mm-hmm. within the same city and yeah and people are okay with that it's it's quite disturbing in a lot yeah. of ways but i will say that coming out of of jail has really given me a new outlook on life yeah. things are things are looking a lot more colorful i'm much more <laughs> thankful for every every interaction because yeah and you were pretty thankful before you yeah, went into prison i was <laughs> you're like annoyingly thankful now <laughs> i know i when i was writing i'm writing my memoirs about it now and i say thankful like a thousand times yeah. even with it when i'm in jail it's just you have to yeah, be. The, we have so like much. I choose to be. There's so much. Yeah, there's so much to be thankful for. Just because when I'm in there and 
the windows that they have in there are just, you can barely see out them. So they're, they're purple tinted and they have like a grate with small one inch holes. And wow. it's and you can't even like look out with both eyes. You kind of go cross-eyed. So you you can really only look out of your cell, outside of your cell, with, with you one eye. Can you see outside? You can with like one eye. You can you right. have to can like close one eye. No, 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 not at all. And all you can see out there is like a tr a lot of trucks and like a, there's a little bit of grass, uh, but. I really felt like a pet sometimes because now I have a lot more empathy for pets because sometimes a person would walk by and yeah. it would be so like, exciting. Ah! Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but like a truck would drive by yeah. like, oh my God, a truck. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but yeah, even, even when you are outside, outside, there's just one room called the yard, which is just a concrete floor, big two-story tall uh, walls made out of metal, mm -hmm. and like a basketball hoop, and then there's like a grate on top. So you can see some of the sky, but you can't see... Oh, so you're not even outside. You can't see a tree. No, you can't see a tree. You, you can't see anything. You're, you're in a like yeah metal box, basically. It is crazy that they can call that a yard. So I was very thankful to just be able to be outside and see a, like out a window with both eyes. <laughs> like, yeah, no it's, kidding. It's, How are people who've spent 15 years in that environment supposed to get back on their feet and just exist when they come out yeah i don't know <laughs> even just learning to talk to people you're comfortable around yeah is is, is getting a place to live weird. like yeah i don't know how anyone who isn't as lucky as me uh and as privileged as me uh can do that because yeah. it is it is really hard and one of the like most oppressive parts I think I found about this whole experience was my fear of fully smiling and fully laughing. You're kind of, a lot of people tell you that it's kind of, I don't know, bad taste. Like people, people hate it here. Like the other inmates hate it here. And to hear joy. To hear, yeah. Like there were a like, few times when like laughter would erupt. Yeah. And so I would feel it a little bit, but yeah, even to like fully let myself go and fully laugh at something was really hard to do. Yeah. Well, I can imagine yeah. like you're in for, you were ended up being in for what, 10 days? Nine, yeah. Nine, nine, nine days. Yeah. So, you know, you're getting out, but uh, yeah, if you're somebody who's looking at potentially or somebody who has no idea when their trial is yeah. and when the, you, I can imagine you don't want to hear people. You know, no, experience yeah. joy. Oh, totally. Because, yeah. It's, and especially as the guy who tough. everybody knows is getting out in nine days. Yeah. Like, it's easy for you. What are you just like, you know, doing a little looky-loo in here and then off yeah. you go. Yeah, exactly. I felt I felt like that was the toughest yeah. part was just, yeah. Because they're not getting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I felt bad. I didn't want to, like, show that I'm... Uh, yeah, kind of almost rub in their face. Then they're yeah. staying longer than me. Yeah. Yeah. When you were going into, you getting into the van, and the sheriff asked you, the sheriffs asked you if it was worth it. What would you say now? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, no I would regrets. absolutely say that's yeah. one hundred percent worth it. I right. They they didn't get it, and exactly, but they kind of you could see the wheels turning because. I, yeah, I 
don't even, when it comes to this, it's not a question of should I do it because it'll, you know, spark something or will I, yeah, convince the next person to do it. I think it's just the right thing to do. And so yeah. knowing that and remembering that really helped throughout jail, uh, through, yeah, throughout the right. whole time. Because um, we're looking at everybody losing their freedom if we don't oh, do something yeah. about the climate crisis. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it is going to be, it would be terrible. <laughs> it would be truly awful if we had societal collapse. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even begin to describe that. Right, but, so everybody listening should, you know, figure out what it is that they're going to actually do to yeah. avoid societal collapse, because that means... You know, yeah. Imprisonment for pretty much everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And while this is not this is not easy by any means, I still would absolutely say it was much easier than for me at least than any past final exam period, <laughs> any any breakup really. It's right. been it was very straightforward and and we can see the impacts that it had over the past year. We've changed the the makeup of the activist scene in Vancouver yeah. for the better. And I would absolutely do it all over again. And who knows? Who knows uh, <laughs> what the future, <laughs> what well, the you're, future you're holds? You're taking a break, though, for a little while. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. You get to take a break from jail. <laughs> yes, definitely um, recovering a little more. And hopefully the justice, the justice system you know, starts to realize how complicit they're being in the system. Oh, yeah. Right? And, you know, we get all of our, all of our people who are in control of the machine and play big parts in the machine to do something, right? Yeah. To do whatever they can because there's a lot more that judges could be doing. There's a lot more that the Crown could be doing to help the situation. There's a lot more that the police could be doing and there's a lot more that our politicians could be doing. Right, mm -hmm. um, they're all the people who make the machines run, the machine run. Yeah, and I'm really starting to notice that when I tell my friends this is what's happened just for me sitting on the road that yeah it's it's really messed up that this is yeah. what's happening and we're talking to our friends in other countries and yeah. they're not receiving sentences like this. Yeah, this except is in Australia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's crazy. Like this is. This is getting out of control, and yeah. as and if you don't let people peacefully protest, they're gonna start doing some very non-peacefully peaceful well, things. Well, exactly. Well, especially <laughs> like if we have social collapse, there's gonna be anarchy in the streets, right? You're yeah. actually in. I know that the concept of general deterrence is to prevent anarchy. Um, but that's what you're doing when you sit down on the road and you say, look, we need to, <laughs> we need to, you know, stop fossil fuels. We need to stop cutting down thousand year old trees because they're the lifeline, um, that we're doing that to prevent anarchy. We're yeah. doing that to oh, not yeah. just save the polar bears or not just save the, the bears or not just save the orcas. We're doing it so that all life on earth has a chance, including human life. 
100%. I mean, we're on the same side as the crown. We're, yeah. We also yeah. don't want to see anarchy yeah. happening. <laughs> I think we wanted, we don't want to see anarchy more than they don't want to yeah. see it. Like what they're really doing is yeah. like, is, is, uh, you know, looking to get a promotion through, yeah. you know, hammering down on people who are, you know, wave it in the court space or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know in, um, one of the arguments in, a, in one of the other trials that I was watching was that, you know, uh, yeah, general deterrence is to prevent people from um, kind of uh, making a mockery of the rule of law. Uh, but um, when people hear in the general public what they're doing, what, the, what they're sentencing, you know, people who know a lot, like people who, like scientists who've studied the effects of climate um, climate collapse on the general public. When people hear about what they're doing to these activists, the general public is going to lose faith in the law <laughs> because um, it's it's clearly not doing what it's designed to do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I... the law's supposed to protect us. So. <laughs> yeah, and I always think that I've been told that we have you know, it would be maybe just a couple of years down the line and we're going to be heroes in the eyes of the public. Yeah. And, but yeah, I've already seen a few videos of talk shows in England and yeah, person after person, including the hosts are all just very thankful and, mm -hmm. and yeah, literally calling climate activists heroes. It's already happening, yeah. especially with the heat Absolutely. dome in the UK yeah. and everything. So there's lots of room for more heroes oh, over yeah. here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lots of room <laughs> and lots of love for any budding heroes who want to, you know, take a jail meditation retreat. <laughs> it's yeah. the, the hardest part is what I'm hearing is the, 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 the journey there, like the being spending time in the Cordova jail, the, <laughs> the walk of shame, the time in the cell with the dirty food, yeah. and then the long paddy wagon ride out to... Oh yeah. Langley. Yeah, no, definitely. It was I hadn't felt so centered after after it in like a year. I was yeah. feeling feeling really good as long there's just yeah, things that you'd want to practice beforehand. Yeah. Like meditation and yoga, like writing right. and right. and so then, and origami, origami is something I I've wish I learned about. I've heard that a number about. of times. Everybody <laughs> says they should learn yes. origami if they want to go to jail because that's all you have is paper. Yes, they give you so much favor. All the food is so overpackaged. Right, and so, right. Well, yeah, there you go. Perfect. Anybody who's going to jail, learn origami <laughs> yeah, first. I wish I did. Um, and, uh, you know, I think for anybody who's interested, they should, you know, get in touch with their local activist scene to either engage in... Um, Civil disobedience, or if they're if they want more information on what they have to you know what they should be doing um, in preparation for spending time in prison, because it's you know it is something you can prepare for. Mm, absolutely. All yeah. right, cool. Well, thanks, darling. Yeah. Glad to have you out. Thank you. <laughs> this was so lovely as okay. always. All right. All right. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> no. Okay. Bye. Bye. You never know that you're living in a police state till it's too late.